0: The records don't lie, but your ancestors might. Welcome to The Criminal Genealogist, where true crime and genealogy intersect. Hello, my criminal genies. I'm your host, Michelle Bates, and I'm excited you're here for another episode of The Criminal Genealogist, where true crime and genealogy intersect. A bit of housekeeping before we get started. If you want to support this podcast, please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, or whatever options you have where you listen to your favorite podcast. You can visit us at thecriminalgenealogist.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Links are below. All the sources I use for this research are in the show notes. Thanks, and let's get started. Today's case was brought to me via Facebook from Katie for her son's paternal great-grandfather. Thanks, Katie, for sharing your ancestor with me and everyone listening. I hope I do his story justice, and even though it can be exciting to find an ancestor who was a criminal, it can be sad as well. Inaz McCollum was born on August 22, 1897, in Iconium, Missouri, to Francis Frank McCollum and Rosa Lee Green anas was the oldest of 10 children having five sisters and four brothers so today iconium is an unincorporated community in saint Clair county missouri it's located about 120 miles southwest of kansas city and about 240 miles west of saint louis missouri it has a population of about 35 people wow talk about small If you are a Boy Scout, then you may have traveled this area because it is located miles from the H. Rowe Bartle Boy Scout Reservation. And Iconium is well known for Scott's Iconium Store, which has everything that a Boy Scout and their families would need. This iconic store, no pun intended, was built in 1900 when Anas was three years old. However, in 1900, the family is found in Box Township, Cedar County, Missouri, and Anaz is two years old. He would turn three two months later, living in the home of Rosa's mother, Sarah Green. Mrs. Green is listed as widowed and is 46 years old. Also living in the home are Rosa's siblings, Mina, Benjamin, Renji, and Elizabeth, and Frank and Rosa's newest baby, Annie, who is 10 months old. Fox Township was about 40 miles southwest of Iconium, and today is an inactive township. It was established in 1850 and named after, you guessed it, Mr. Box, a pioneer settler. In April of 1910, the family is back in St. Clair County in Jackson, Missouri. Frank and Rosa now have seven children in the home, and luckily in the 1910 federal census, it lists relationships, so we clearly know that all of the children are siblings and they have the same parents. The children are Anas, Anna L, which was Annie in the previous census, Henry F, Sarah L, M, Stella M, and one listed as baby with an age of zero months. Until further verification, I have to assume the child was literally just born or perhaps she was still pregnant and wanted the baby included. Not likely. I'll confirm this later to determine who this baby was. Also living with the family is Frank's father and Anas W.'s namesake, Anas F. McCollum. Anas F. is listed as 75 and widowed. Jackson Township was located in the same county as Iconium. It was established in 1841 and aptly named after Andrew Jackson. Like Box Township, it is now an inactive township. So going back a bit, let's discuss Inaz's parents, Frank McCollum and Rosa Lee Green. Francis, who went by the name Frank, was born November 20th, 1878, to Inaz F. McCollum and Anna Rosella Vincent. The location of his birth is listed on some records as Missouri and some as Iowa, After researching various documents, I am confident that he was actually born in Iowa. Frank is shown on the 1880 census when he was three years old, and the family is living in Iowa, and Frank is listed as born in Iowa. The family at this time shows Frank's parents, Inaz and Anna, and seven siblings. His parents are listed as born in North Carolina and Indiana, respectively. The oldest sibling is listed as Sarah E., and she was 20 years old, born in Indiana. Then Louisa Jane, 17, and William S., 15, both also born in Indiana. Another son, James Henry, is 13 and shown as born in Illinois. And then the family appears to have moved again because Levy Ann, a daughter, age 11, is born in Missouri. Lastly, they end up in Iowa as Andrelia, A female, age 10, and Naz J, age 10, are both born in Iowa. Probably twins, but not really sure. And then followed by Frank. So much more I could talk about with this family. But let's move on to Naz's mom, Rosa Lee Green. So Rosa Lee Green was born December 2nd, 1880, in Iconium, Missouri, to William Robert Green and Sarah Jane Collins. William and Sarah married on June 21, 1877, and their last child was born in 1887. It is unclear when William died, but in the 1900 census, Sarah is shown as widowed, as discussed earlier, so William would have passed anywhere from 1887 to 1900. Without an 1890 census to verify or a death certificate, I'm unable to confirm at this time. Rosa had four siblings that I mentioned previously from the 1900 census. Back to Anaz. By 1920, he was 23 years old and had nine siblings by then. The baby sibling listed on the 1920 census was Ina or Iva. It's written multiple ways. In 1912, another sister, Alta, was born, and in 1916, a brother, Ray, was born. The last sibling was born on April 19, 1920, and was named Frank after his father. Unfortunately, this happy occasion turned into a sad moment because Rosa Lee died in childbirth, and Inaz lost his mother that day. Inaz was living in Cuba, Republic County, Kansas, as listed on this World War I registration card from 1918, stating that he was 21. These documents are a great source of information because it tells us that his father was born in Lionville, Iowa, which wasn't known information to this point. Inaz would have been the informant on this document, so the reliability is strong that this was more accurate than census records, where we typically don't know who the informant was. The registration card also says that Anaz's employer is Martin Prison in Brantford, Washington County, Kansas, which means he either was an actual employee or a prisoner. If we didn't know he was a criminal before, this would be our first clue that something was amiss. Or was he once a correctional officer turned criminal? Also on his draft card is a physical description, which says he is tall, medium build, light brown hair with blue eyes. His registration card for World War II draft in 1944 lists him as 74 years old and his residence as Nebraska Penitentiary and Ogallala, Keith County, Nebraska. I'm pretty confident he wasn't an employee at this location. His next to kin is listed as Wilma Ruth McCollum. So what happened between 1918 and 1944? On March 21st, 1925, Inaz married Helen Hopp in Sterling Logan County, Colorado. At this point, we know Anas has lived in Missouri, Kansas, Colorado, and Nebraska from birth to 1944. The thought of moving down the street is too much work, so I can only imagine moving from state to state and that it had to be exhausting. Their first child, Jackie Francis, was born in Kansas about 1926. I guess they moved again. And then their second daughter, Wilma, was born in Nebraska in 1928. Yet another move. In 1929, the family is found back in Kansas in Jerome Township, Gove County. Their first son, Francis Frank L., was born in January of 1930. And the family was living in Logansport, Logan County, Kansas. He is shown on the 1930 census from April as three months old. I think we need a map for all of these moves because in 1935, the family is in Nebraska and Keystone, Keith County. The family is still in Keystone on the 1940 census with a new son, Anas Jr., who is listed as two years old and born in Nebraska. However, it states that he's in the second grade and that in 1935, he was living in Keystone, which means he would have been seven or eight years old and making his birth around 1932. It states on the 1940 census that Inaz was not employed for pay and was seeking work. His occupation is listed as laborer. Could this perhaps be the reason he made the decision to commit a crime? He has a wife and four children to take care of, and he isn't working. This could cause anyone to make some bad decisions. Well, apparently that was the reason, but sooner than 1940. When Katie sent me this story, she stated to me that, quote, it's a sad story because he had a wife and three small children, and they were very poor. When he first got arrested, news articles tell of the police finding his children filthy and hungry and all sharing the same bed. His wife at first pleaded for leniency and tried to get him released. When that didn't happen, she ended up turning against him, and no matter how much he told her that he loved her, he pleaded with her for forgiveness. She would not respond to his letters. According to his family, she was responsible for keeping him locked up every time he came up for parole. She fought it and he remained in prison. Katie also stated that, quote, Anaz and his bank robber friends used a rental car to do the holdup and then escaped from Nebraska to Colorado in that car. And that's how the cops tracked him down. So here is what we know based on newspaper articles. According to the Salt Lake Tribune from July 14, 1931, Anaz and two other men were found in Colorado after fleeing from Nebraska following their robbery of the Max State Bank. The three men pleaded guilty to that robbery and one other at LeMaine State Bank, signing written confessions. The Lincoln Star newspaper out of Lincoln, Nebraska, states in the July 18th, 1931 issue that Anaz had previously not been in trouble with authority. It spoke to Anaz's wife and three young children, and that Anaz had been out of work for months prior to the robberies, and that he felt his wife and children had to be fed. Side note here this was the time of the Depression, and times were tough for a lot of people. And Helen, Anaz's wife, was pregnant with their fourth child at this time. The article also states that his family came to Binkelman during the hearing and planned to move to Lincoln to be closer to him. So remember the mention from Katie about them being caught because of a rental car? Well, my first thought was they had rental cars in 1931. Well, apparently they did. According to an article in the Lincoln Star from July 12, 1931, the men were caught at the Regent Hotel in Denver after agents had traced their disappearance through a local driverless car company, a.k.a. a rental car company. One of the other men, George Savage, had rented the car on July 1st, and when the company had not heard from Savage since, they reported the car stolen. Perhaps not a brilliant plan if you plan to rob a bank or two. As far as the story goes about his wife, Helen, pleading for his parole and then switching to keeping him in prison, who knows what the truth is on this one. I can say, though, that she did indeed plead for his parole in February of 1940, according to the Nebraska State Journal's article from February 15th. It states in 1931, Anaz was sentenced to 18 years in prison for the robberies, and he had currently served eight years and seven months. Helen pleaded with the parole board that she needed Anaz more than ever, as most of their children were in high school at this point, and their youngest was born after Anaz had went to prison. Her request was heard, and Anaz was released that same month. Skipping forward, we find that Anaz died January thirtieth, 1953, when he was 55 years old. We don't yet have the 1950 census out to see if and where he shows up, but we know that he was in the Nebraska State Penitentiary in 1944, according to that World War II draft registration card we talked about earlier, where he listed his daughter Wilma as his next of kin. Family stories stated that he was in prison when he died, but no one was sure what he was in there for, since he had been released in 1940 for the bank robberies. After some digging, I found the answer, and this may be a trigger for some of you, so please proceed with caution. I have to say I was shocked when I saw his crime, for which he was sentenced 23 years. According to the Nebraska Prison Records Index from 1870 to 1990, Anas was sentenced to 23 years for incest. The index doesn't state when this occurred, but that it happened in Keith County, Nebraska, nor does it provide any details of the case and who the victim might have been. His prisoner number for this conviction was 15108, and it states that the real number is RG034, hashtag, or pound sign, number three. So anyone listening that is related to NAS and wants to find out more should contact the Nebraska Prison Archives to see if they can get more details on the case. My assumption is that the context of this was the same as it is today, but perhaps it could mean something else back in the 1940s. Uh, I wasn't going to Google that to find out. The stories about Helen trying to keep him in prison make more sense now. And this finding adds credibility to that family story, though the story made her out to be the bad guy. It seems she was only trying to protect herself and her children should that have been the case. Unfortunately, there are no newspaper articles about this case to confirm more details. I have to say that this last finding threw me for a loop. I had assumed he likely committed some type of robbery again to end up in prison yet once again. This is why we don't assume and we research thoroughly and we learn that when we start digging into the past, sometimes we find things that are uncomfortable and probably family secrets our ancestors never thought we would find out. Until next time, remember one thing, my criminal genies, records don't lie, but your ancestors might.